2: Hey, Browns fans, it's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAYNE. After 9-1-1, call 411 payne after nine one one, call four one one. That's 1-800-411-PAYNE. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you.
3: Hey, Dog Pack, what a relief. The season's over and 7-10 is and the final tally. Everything went the way we didn't want it to. Basically, our linebackers and DTs are bowling pins for these bowling ball running backs to run through. And our defense couldn't get off the field, so Joe, you're gone. Offensively, Brissett was awesome, but when Watson was in, I'm not really even sure what we're doing. The receivers didn't help and no separation. Anyways, let's break it down, boys. Let's kick this thing off. <laughs>
4: Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's
5: up, Browns fans? If there's any left, welcome to the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Gambling, legal in Ohio now. A couple of my buddies, one hit for $7.50 the other day. Another one hit for 600. Ray hit. Finney hit for 600. Nice. Nice. So, uh, use code TPPN, DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't throw your life away, but so far everybody seems to be having a lot of fun with legal gambling.
6: (laughs) Play responsibly. Play responsibly.
5: Uh, if you want to get your answers on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap, leave voicemail. Uh... Today, we're going to get into what was a sorry end of the season for the Browns. Also, going to address the Joe Woods firing and who are some possible candidates to replace him. Before we do, though, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you prefer to just listen to the show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on the Patreon page. We are crowning five fantasy winners today, four league champions, and an overall champion in points. Um, so that's five pieces of merch we're giving out, actually ten, because everybody gets two things. Um, we're giving stuff away pretty much every month now these days. So uh, we are always trying to give back to those guys. We give them priority when it comes to things in the episodes. They get to choose the, uh, the topics for the after-hours episodes that you get every week. So you get an extra episode, you get access to the private discord. It's just a ton of fun for everybody. And to be quite honest, thank God. Now that the season is done, the show is going to become way more fun. It's a, it's more, all, you know, it's a lot less talking about how bad the Browns suck and a lot more about uh, hypotheticals, hot takes, um, speculation, just like kind of a lot of fun stuff. So now's a great time to jump into the dog pack. Cause the after hours, it's all that stuff. And then we talk movies, comics, video games, Bad haircuts, which I'm wearing a hat because I haven't got one in a while. Uh, so it's just, there's a, a lot of good stuff in there. So if you want to hang out with us more, you want access to that private discord, which everybody's a part of, um, jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So coming in today, Browns wrap up their season, like Kenny max said, seven and 10. Which is crazy how disappointed we are at 7-10 and 10. when you look back. Just a few years ago, we won one game in uh, <laughs> in two seasons. So we have, even though this turnaround's not done, we have made progress, I guess. One, I think we've reset expectations. A couple of years ago, seven wins was a Super Bowl for us. Like, we, we would have been ecstatic. Literally, Baker's rookie year, we were pumped to 7-9. and nine. Um, So exp- we've reset expectations, I feel like. Um, and we won what seven games last year, seven games this year isn't where we want to be, but we're slowly turning the corner. It's frustrating when you watch other teams do it way quicker. Mm-hmm. you know the Jacksonville Jaguars get the number one overall pick two years in a row and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs. Yep. Um, easier division. It sucks the Browns got <laughs> to play in the, their division. but um, you watch the Lions just you know last year what they didn't win very many games. And then this year, turn around and didn't make the playoffs. But I think there's a lot of NFC teams happy the Lions didn't make the playoffs. That's fair. Um, and I wonder, first of all, <clears throat> before we get into us, I was right. The Lions finished above the Packers. <laughs> oh, I'm going to bring this up from now until probably next season when I'm right about something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I've never been a bigger fan of another team that wasn't the Browns than I was watching the Lions-Packers game last night when they went forward on fourth and one and a half and got it i was literally like fist pumping in my living room like the browns had just won a football game i've never wanted to been right about something more in my life and i was 100 percent right well the thing that
2: was irritating watching that game other than knowing that you were going to be freaking insufferable after all this (laughs) was you know they they asked um oh my gosh what's the lions dan campbell dan campbell you know what was it, after the – sometime in the, after the first quarter, I think, and said, well, you just found out that you've been eliminated, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't care, we're out here to play, we don't want them to go. Yes. And yep. I'm like – and they played like it. They played like they did not want their division rival to make the playoffs, and I did not feel like the Browns had any bit of that yesterday, whatsoever.
5: I was going to use that to segue. It was frustrating to watch the Browns come out in a game where we didn't really have anything to play for. Pittsburgh's trying to make the playoffs. Yep. And – we lay an egg. We give up 28 points to Kenny Pickett in this. In And there isn't a Steelers fan in the country that doesn't want to fire their offensive coordinator. And we give up 28 points to him. Um, and then to then Sunday night, watch the Lions play in the exact same position. And almost worse. At least the Browns knew they were eliminated for a week. Think of the letdown. They just found out. They're getting all amped up to play, and then it's like, oh hey, this game doesn't mean anything. And you're like, oh, that sucks. And yeah, to not have a letdown and to go out there and play like that against the Packers and keep them out of the playoffs—that is an indictment to me on the coaching staff of the Cleveland Browns. And uh-huh. I, I am tr- trying to be patient, and I want to bring Kevin Stefanski back, and it's—he's coming back, or yeah. else he would have been fired already too. Um, By
1: the way, I, we're
2: all wearing black for a reason that yes. for Justin, right?
1: I didn't even know that we were doing that so. <laughs>
2: it kind of happened <laughs> by I accident. But. I don't know what's going on. Black <laughs> Monday everybody. We're
5: all cycled up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Synced up, <laughs> baby. Yeah.
5: Um but no. It, but it is getting harder to like go to bat for him for some things. To come out I mean, we had penalty. I feel like we had a million penalties.
2: You want to – I can bring them up. I right got
5: here. it pulled up right here. But I felt like – and they were always we untimely. We had nine. Nine. Nine penalties. They're always drive killers. Jedrick yep. Wills is <laughs> always good for at least one drive-killing penalty. Um, this was one of the poorest officiated games I've seen, by the way. I'm not going to say the Browns win the game if the officiating is better. We we sucked. Yep. We didn't deserve to win no, the yeah, game. No, absolutely. But other than that Cam Hayward roughing the passer, which was abysmal – which, but I've seen that called a million times because he picked him up and slammed him. It's still, in my opinion, a terrible call. This was the uh,
2: an awful officiated well, game. You said we gave up twenty eight points to Kenny Pickett. We gave up thirty five. They just didn't know that. I they was going to say, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, should sure. have. I mean, that was a that touchdown. Najee had a touchdown early Absolutely. in the game. They should have had seven more.
5: Yes. Yep. Um, I didn't think Martin Emerson with no. pass interference with it with not even goal close line. no and the in the uh, the announcer's like he's got him hooked he's turned no he did not hook him and he done his arm might have been like lightly back there it did not hook him and it did
2: not and it up. was even funny because the ref even announced number 42 and they were like that was on tony fields and then you could even the broadcaster's like hang on a second oh maybe he meant 22 grant delpit now he was in the middle of the field um I yep. guess it was Martin Emerson. <laughs> like they didn't even know what was going on.
5: It was terrible. Soft. Um yeah. the elite the illegal contact. I haven't heard illegal contact, it called in I I couldn't even tell you when. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just it, it was terrible. But um yeah, what what did you guys think of just the effort of the Browns yesterday? What effort are we speaking
1: <laughs> of? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. To me, I just think we have a very, and I hate to use this word, but I think we're just a very soft and undisciplined team. I mean, when it just comes down to it, I just, all year it's been the same kind of stuff. You said it a bunch of times. I think we read our, you know, newspaper clippings and stuff like that. The clowny news this week, just everything. We just are very dysfunctional. And we've been dysfunctional for my entire life. My entire life, it's been this. But it's just different coaches and different staff. It's so always the same thing. I end the year and I go, well, I guess maybe uh, maybe next year will be a little bit better. Always next year, right? I'm getting tired of that. We didn't tired know of that crap
7: until the Dolphins won. We didn't know that the Steelers, yeah, were going to be eliminated. But in my opinion, we did have something to play for.
1: Absolutely,
7: we mm-hmm. had. That is the Browns' biggest rival historically. Absolutely, Absolutely. I, mean, I hate the Ravens. More than anybody, except for maybe Michigan,
5: the Ravens that have lost three of their last four. I just don't <laughs> like them.
7: The Steelers, like they're good. I know they're good, and most of their fans like don't bother me, so <laughs> I don't. don't. Thi- I don't think too hard about them. But <laughs> no they're the idea. they're this huge rival. Like they're a huge Browns rival. I freaking hate them too. And yes. we could, mm, if the Dolphins lose, the Steelers are in. Yeah. We could end that, <laughs> and we don't even try. It's super frustrating. Yeah.
5: It sucks as it seems sometimes that we care more than the players. And I, I think that's a that could be true. Like, for them it's a job, and we're fans, we're fanatics. So I can get that. But, it like, the Lions fans didn't care more than the Lions players last night. Mm-mm. Jamal Williams wanted to win that game. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. You know what I mean? And, um, it's just, like you said, it's frustrating. I saw Jimmy Haslam would have to – we would have to go undefeated for, like, the next – Four years to for him to even be 500 in his owner career, it's it's just been dysfunction, dysfunction. And I'm gonna give it next, I, I'm giving it next year with Kevin Stefanski and whatever new defensive coordinator we bring in. Um, but Kevin Stefanski needs to really evaluate his offense and just the way he does things because, um, he's gonna be on a short leash next year. I think, like, if we come out next year and we're 0 and 3, yeah, you know, two and five. I I don't think he survives the season.
1: I agree completely. I, yeah, the seat too. is so hot.
4: It's it's, it's
5: incredible. So hot. hot right now. Um, and I'm watching this game, and it, it's crazy. I know the offensive line has been bad, um, for weeks now. And PFF has this graded like seven. That is BS. I watch the games. We don't block <laughs> for shit.
2: No, not okay?
5: At all. Okay, um, but. to be such a well-oiled machine with Jacoby Brissett, you know, top 10 offense in efficiency and points and yards and stuff like that, and then for Deshaun to come back, and I know he's rusty, especially his first couple weeks, but he showed glimpses here and there. I just don't know if Jacoby fit this offense because he's he's not that good, and that might sound weird, but he did his drop straight to where Coach Stefanski told him to throw the ball, and it was timing-based. That's not Deshaun's game. You know, Deshaun is a freelancer. He's Mahomes-ish, okay? So I don't know if this, like, precision-based, timing-based three steps and it goes right. I don't know if this plays to Deshaun's strengths that well. And, and, And we'll see because supposedly what Kevin Stefanski told Deshaun was, like, the biggest reason why he came to Cleveland. But, man, it... Everything looked so tough for the offense once we had Deshaun. The only time it didn't was when he got into, you know, a rhythm and we just had, we just kind of like let him go. You know, the line's not blocking. So he's just kind of running around scrambling, making plays. And then it was, we moved the ball a little bit, but it's like in the base of our offense, we could not do anything. Um, before, we don't want to talk about the whole game before we get to your guys' emails or voicemails. Uh, we got a few voicemails about the game, and then we got a few voicemails about the Joe Woods firing. So we don't want to talk about the whole game and listen to your voicemails, and they didn't matter. So why don't we go ahead and jump into these.
2: First one's from Trace.
6: What's up, guys? Um, just finished watching it. Just pure disappointment over and over and over again. I thought for once, or at least in my lifetime, that we'd sweep the Steelers this year, but that ain't going to happen. Uh, the officiating, good God, it was horrible. Um, face mask, ticky tack PIs. But honestly, what, what gets me the most is this was going to be my last year watching the Browns at home. I'm shipping off to the Air Force this summer. And it was going to be my last time watching the Browns with my family. And it was just pure disappointment this season. And I really wish it was a different outcome. I pray and hope that Joe Woods is fired tomorrow. If He's not. I might lose it. And overall, it was just a bad game. Deshaun Watson showing more scramble ability somewhat. And the two picks definitely not helping whatsoever. Just really looking for a revamp in the offseason. So hopefully uh, next year is better. So go Browns. And see you guys. Woo. Well, first of all, man, good luck in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You for yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um,
2: I can't believe we talked about the officiating and we didn't bring up that face mask, the missed face mask call. Where that's
5: why I didn't feel so bad about the uh, the roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. How can you not see that? And if you watch a still, the officials literally looking right at that's it. it's
2: what I don't get because like the roughing the passer, they go out of their way to protect the quarterback all the time, like to the point where it's like almost stupid to watch some of these plays. Guy gets dragged down by his face mask and they don't call it. It, unbelievable! I mean, and it's so—it's got to be easy to catch a face mask because you can see it. I mean, the the way the head turns—it's it, obvious yeah. every time. It's like that was a face mask. You would think he'd call it, even if he just saw the head
5: jerk, even if he didn't grab his face mask, and we could be—and if he didn't, then they could be talking about how it's a bad call. But you would think just seeing the head jerk, they would call it out of safety. You know, just yeah. like they call roughing the passer. Anytime the quarterback gets hit just to be safe, Right. it right. seems, you know. You'd think, oh, I saw his head jerk. I don't even know if he grabbed his face mask, but Here. penalty. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was terrible. Um, good news for you, buddy. Joe Woods was fired. Yes. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm happy you got that piece of good <laughs> news. Also – Hopefully, it's not the last time you get to watch with your family. I hope you're not gone
2: forever. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, hopefully, it's a short, you know, not. Maybe, you know, like,
5: depending that. on what, how long your service is or if you get, you know, your deployment somewhere. But hopefully, it's not forever, man. Maybe I'll just, like,
1: go to Tokyo and just love it. And that's that's just true.
5: It. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife was in the National Guard, and she said Air Force has it. Pretty nice. We should ask Andy Kaiser. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We <laughs> um, should do that. But, uh, Andy Kaiser, friend of ours, Air Force guy, dog pack member. Yes. plane flyer.
2: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. And mind you guys, wildcard weekend is Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code T-P-P-N. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Christmas is over, but if you missed the opportunity to give the gift of Omaha Steaks to somebody you love, or if they didn't give you the gift of Omaha Steaks, it's all good. Right now, you can take advantage of Omaha Steaks' end-of-season sale, 50% off site-wide. Plus, if you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. So if Santa Claus did you dirty this Christmas, send yourself an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to just melt your taste buds like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy steak burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Don't forget to throw in an order of the caramel apple tartlets for dessert. Those things are absolutely amazing. So don't get too down in the end of Christmas blues. Give yourself the gift of a new year with Omaha Steaks. Right now, end of season sale, 50% off site-wide. And make sure when you go and you place your order, use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. Get that extra $30 off your order and ring in the new year in delicious style.
5: Uh, But no, we got another voicemail we can get to
2: real quick. Yeah, let's hear from Phil quick.
4: Hey, guys, it's Phil. I'm going to do my best to keep this uh, YouTube appropriate. (laughs) But that was an absolutely pathetic performance today. I'm honestly ready to everyone. I want everyone gone. The pasta gone. I want Barry gone. The entire coaching staff. This team quit. They have no fire even when we were getting all those bad, horrible calls, what was his fancy doing? Was he not going at the, after the refs? No. He was facing his stupid little playbook. Even though we had horrible calls called against us, we were still going to lose that game. It didn't matter. You can't even be, blame the referees, even though it was one of the most, probably worst officiated games I've seen in a long time. I just, uh, this team, I have no hope. I don't care <laughs> We, Deshaun Watson looks like trash. I don't think... This coaching staff isn't it. And we can't fire the owners, but we can sure as hell fire everybody else. I'm just over it. Unless big changes come, it's going to be the same shit every day, every year. <laughs> All right, guys. That's my take on the end of the season.
2: I I get what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, that's where we're at, man. <laughs> and
1: my thing, too, like, I always think about, like, stuff like this. What is Paul B- D- Podesta doing like, right now?
5: <laughs> like, during the season, what... What kind of value does he really bring to our organization? I think. I mean, I would imagine at some point in the season he starts scouting. <laughs> I would hope so too. Draft and you? I don't know. Draft. Who knows? And um, he. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's okay. the deal. Here's, that's where I'm at. Here's now. the deal. If, <laughs> that's it's, where I'm at. if it's more of the same next year, um, he the dude's got to go. They're she, all guys. like, um it didn't take this long in baseball. You know, like his his analytical approach, you know, like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe Moneyball's super inaccurate. <laughs> you know, maybe Brad Pitt wasn't there. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like, um, like they turned the A's, like they kept it, the A's relevant with his approach pretty much right away. And I, I, I guess I could do some research on that. Any A's fans out there want to help me out. Um, but – At this point in football, there's two. In baseball, I feel like you can be a little analytical because it's, it's such like a hard like hitting and stuff is so hard, and it's such an easy thing to measure. In football, the weather is your guy playing well that day. Is this dude just whooping him every time? You know, there's
2: other factors in football. Baseball is the most individual team sport there is. I think right. I mean, where when you're at the plate, you're not up there with your whole team. It's just you.
5: Yeah. And you can be the best player in the world and be on a bad team and y- your team right. can win no games and you can still go to the hall of fame.
2: Right. Like <laughs> you, if you're the left fielder, like you don't have anybody else. I mean, yeah, the center field is over there, but he's doing his job. Yeah. It's just you. Like it's, Football is so – I mean, left tackle. Well, if the left guard's not doing his job, you're you're screwed. Yep. You know, center, you're screwed if the guys – like, everybody it's such a team sport. Everyone's got to flow and gel and work together. Uh,
5: you see it on the defense. Ten guys do their job, and John Johnson doesn't, and we give up a touchdown. Right. Yep. Yep. I don't know. All I know is <clears throat> we're like three years into this, right? Oh, he's been he's – is it only three years? Because it feels like well, he, he was eternity. around before.
1: And then I'm pretty sure he left for a year or two, and then he came back. But my thing is, I'm like, and this is like from the top down. I was talking to Josh about this. Like, there, I, we got to get somewhere. Like, we're three years in. Stefanski's first year, he got what ten, eleven wins, and then he got eight last year, and he got seven this year. Uh, the uh, says so it's, it's that if it was another city, I don't know. I don't know that he's still a head coach. You've seen
2: coaches get fired for for a way line. less. Um, <sighs> See, okay, we
5: not many we, coaches get fired if you if you're winning seven and eight games.
2: No, but especially when we went one in thirty one before. He so, got but the, the difference to me though in those two scenarios is the one in thirty one roster was a one in thirty one roster. It was it was crap, garbage. This roster that Kevin's not having a winning record with is a very good roster. I mean, these players. I mean, we it, think it, so. it's inexcusable. We but the thing is, we've seen it. We've seen when the guys leave this team go play for a different D coordinator. They excel. We see the guys whenever Joe Woods, quote unquote, dumbs it down for a game and lets the guys just do their you know play where they're supposed to play. They look good. I mean, our offense was what top five, ten in efficiency all season until Jacoby went out. So it's like it's there.
5: What? Where do you guys stand on like the? I hear this a lot. Well, first of all, before I get to that, I'm not (laughs) anti analytics. Every, all the good teams use analytics. So all these people who are just like who rag on the analytics side of the Browns, you every team uses it. Go root for another team; they're using analytics. The Ravens use them. Yeah, a ton. You, I mean, everybody. But does. it's you have to balance them. It can't just be all. You have to use them. You use analytics as a tool to inform your decisions.
2: Analytics just can't be your decisions. And the problem is, I think at the end of the day, there's no gut decisions. It's analytics yes. driving the decisions too much for the Browns. Where, like you said, use the analytics to make your decision. But at the end, if you're like, no, I, I know in my gut as a football move, this is what I'm going to do right here, right now. I don't feel like that move gets made.
5: No, like like John Harbaugh gets told like when to go for it on fourth down stuff by their analytical guy, and like he'd say, hey, you should go for it here, you shouldn't go for it here. That, like, but he'll look at Lamar and be like, what do you think? Can you get this? And Lamar will say, let's go for it, and then they'll go for it. Like that, that doesn't happen for the Browns. There has to be a marriage between the two, um, so I'm not anti analytics, but we got to use them better. They're a tool; they shouldn't be the the Bible, right? They they should be a tool. Um, but when I, where do you guys stand on like this? Like he mentioned, he's we're getting these bad calls, and Kevin's Kevin Stefanski's not freaking out, yelling at the refs and stuff like that. Where do you guys stand on that? Yeah, I
7: see where he's coming from. I, I like to see my head coach with a little bit of frustration. I don't I don't like an overly animated mad about everything kind of head coach, but I, I see where this guy's coming from, though. I real. do
2: think that this is part of, and I know we've had this discussion before, I know there are coaches that can do it successfully as far as head coach and calling plays. Andy Reid, we talk about Sean McVay, player, you know, guys like that. But I think that's part of the problem with Kevin is, you know, on offense, there's a bad call or a missed call or something. He doesn't have time to go over and jaw at the referee while the next player to a run and get his point across. He's got to be there with his pl- play sheet ready to go. He can't have it somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Here, here's my thing. I've, I've watched 10,000 NFL games.
5: I've seen a million coaches yell at the refs. I've never seen the refs change a call. Not to change the so call, what is but it? just to... Honestly, it's it does more nothing. It. it does nothing. Most of the times, if you're yelling at the officials, they're just going to get pissed and go against you anyways because you're annoying them. No, game. but a
2: lot of times, it will at least signal to your players that you got their back. And I think maybe that's where Phil's coming from a little bit. I don't think that. you
5: have to put on a show for your players. Not put, I think I'm not saying the, put on a show. I think that's – I think they know – if they if they have to see you get rowdy at the refs to think you have their back, then You've you're, already you're, lost you, them. you lost them already. Yeah. That is done in training camp, behind the scenes, in the locker room, at practice, one-on-one meetings. That's, that's like the culture you built. Just freaking out on the refs literally does nothing. And if Stefanski were to do it, we would all know it was fake because it's not his personality. Right. So it would just be him being fake. Guess what doesn't fly in professional sports locker rooms? Being fake. So I, to me, like, when I hear people complaining about Stefanski, he's not animated enough. He doesn't yell at you. It does nothing. It literally does nothing. If you're a coach who does yell at the refs, okay, that's fine. But if that's your personality, but not yelling at the refs has zero bearing on anything the Browns do as a team. Zero.
2: And I and I understand that. And I don't – not necessarily freaking out on the refs or losing your mind, but like I was saying, he can't go over and have a conversation with the referee to clarify something or to say, hey, look, you gotta you got to be looking out for this is what's been happening out here. You're missing this. He can't have those conversations as it's happening because he's calling the plays. He's I, – I feel like some of his head coaching duties that he could do better are neglected. I don't know.
1: No, I kind of would, like, I don't know if this is what Phil meant, too, but I worry that, and we've talked about this before, but maybe a lack of personality as far as when you're on the sideline, does that transfer to where we're missing, like, drive from players? I know at the end of the day, they're paid, they're professional players, but, like, you look at the Cleveland Browns and there's a serious lack of urgency. There's a lack of passion to me. Like, it just looks like we're going through the motions. And I could be completely wrong saying that. But just when I watch them, I go, especially yesterday after just Jalen Warren and Najee Harris just running it down there, you know, just beating them down for three quarters. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. No. And And I'm not saying it's the coach's fault, but.
2: No, but I I think even like in the real world, you know, like where you're at your job or whatever and, and, you know these players are out there the whole game, they're tired and all this stuff, and they're, they're giving a lot of their energy to this game. And then if they – it's easy to look over even just in the real world, look at your boss and be like, ah, if you don't care, I don't care. Yeah, I know I'm getting paid to be there, but sometimes like I'm just so tired, I've done so much, and it's like, if he doesn't care about this, I don't care about it. And I'm afraid that maybe – and I think that might be what Phil's kind of alluding to, to as well, that oh, if Coach doesn't care, what do we care? And that's not good.
7: No, it's not a respectable quality either. No, but it's fair. as a boss, <laughs> as a, not as the boss. Oh yeah. Okay. In his analogy of just an employee, you know, the best employees can work well without a supervisor present, fair. you know, but, but it's a very common trait that you have to be able to, you know, work around and coach around. So I, you got to see both sides. And it's I, a lot easier to replace a coach than it is to replace 12 players.
5: My thing is, is two seasons ago, we praised Kevin Stefanski for being even-keeled, never getting too high, never getting too low, just being the same guy all the time, keep in the, the team had his temperament of just focused, head down. Now, just because all of a sudden the team doesn't seem focused doesn't mean Kevin Stefanski should change his entire – I mean, we were literally praising him for this two years ago. The, we could go pull the episodes. The only thing
1: I'll say is <laughs> – <clears throat> when we were praising him, it came with results. We were
5: winning, we, That's, winning, winning. Changes we also though. played a fourth place schedule that year, and we had the easiest. And schedule we're going to have that schedule this year. And there was yes, and there was no fans in the stadiums. Yeah, every teams was, and we were one of those teams. But a lot of teams were playing with practice squad players because they were out with COVID. Mm-hmm. Like there was other circumstances that season.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah. We got any more voicemails about the game? Uh, yeah, we got one more here from Brown Tiger.
0: Hey, Browns fans. This is the Brown Tiger. I've let myself cool down a little bit from this game. Really, really ticked off. What a complete failure as a team. Number one, I want to say this. The O-line, who are you blocking? And that's the number one thing I want to say. You're just going to let anybody go through and sack Watson? How is Watson supposed to get in any rhythm when you're just going to let anybody just not anybody. Come and sack Watson. Yes, I know Watson has to have a little bit more time to throw the ball because that's who Watson is. But why the hell are you just going to let anybody go free and sack Watson? That was atrocious by the O line. Number two, I love Watson, but Watson, you got to notice the checkdown is open. All right? You're you're too much of wanting the big play and not seeing that you've got a wide open. Checkdown! I've seen so many times this game you had a wide open checkdown and you didn't throw the ball. Come on, Watson! But that's what I got. Go Browns! What a sucky game.
2: <laughs> I will say that you know I know Watson was able to improvise a lot yesterday, use his legs, get some yards, get some first downs. It was good to see that, but at the same time it really sucked because. Most of the times he was running for his life. Yeah. And that's yeah. not what I wanted to see Deshaun Watson do behind our offensive line. I
5: saw a metric. It was like midway through the third or start of the fourth. He had ran 660 some yards. Really? In the game. And now, now that counts like um, designed runs, it counts um, side to side, right? So, yep. Yeah, Just- it counts handoffs. That kind of stuff. Okay. But still, a lot. but still, how much are you really running on if you turn around, hand it off, and stand there? So you ran about two a yard yards. or two. Yeah. You know, uh, and we didn't run the ball that much. So he ran, yeah, this was this was a, about late third quarter. He had run, traveled 666.78 yards on all plays combined. And we weren't even done with the game yet. <laughs> it was and like that, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the Bucks.
2: Yeah, and that translated to 44 rushing yards on the ground. <laughs>
5: Yeah, six hundred six. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I'll say this: I'm not a, I'm not a, like a run the ball, Kevin kind of guy. But we did not try to run the ball enough yesterday, and I know, <laughs> and and maybe the, Kevin had the same philosophy. We had, I think, a couple weeks ago. We said, quit trying to run the ball. Just let Deshaun go out there and try to get loose. But at some point, like you had against the Steelers, you got to have a little bit of balance. Freaking TJ Watt's
2: good. Well, and I, that's <laughs> the, that's the thing right there. There's no adjustment. Like you can go out there and say, okay, we're gonna try to turn to Sean loose and then it's like, we can't, we can't do it today. They're getting after him. Our line's not holding. We got to, we got to adjust and run the ball more. And- well, and, and I, it's
5: sometimes it's tough because we get so many stupid freaking penalties. So we're yes, true. always behind the chains. Okay. Or, you know, first down we get no yards, but we, we made it a one possession game late in that game before the defense just let them march down and score. We could have been – there was still a whole quarter to go. We still could have ran the ball some. Nick Chubb was averaging 6.4 yards a carry. Uh, Like I said, normally I'm not one of these guys who's just screaming, give the ball to Chubb, give the ball. But we were running the ball with some success, and it it was obvious they were just pinning their ears back. We didn't need to be in only throw mode so soon. Other games that people have been screaming for Chubb to get the ball, I've thought you guys are stupid. Like we weren't doing anything on the ground. This game, we were actually doing something on the ground. And and we we wouldn't run. Nick Chubb had fifteen hundred yards this year. Yep. So to, to to the people who say a lot of people said Nick Chubb Stefanski won't use Nick Chubb. He's third in the league in the attempts, third in the league in yards, tied for fifth in touchdowns, tied for ninth in um, yards per attempt average. He got plenty. He had over three hundred carries this yeah. year. He got plenty of runs. Yes, he did. So, um, situationally, I guess, you could make some arguments, but if you're going to give him the ball in those situations and you couldn't, then you're not giving it to him earlier in the game because he can't have many more
2: carries in a season. No, I mean, no running back can. I mean, what, what does Derrick Henry have? I mean, I think, like, their tops are, like, three three 350, 350 is, like, uh, the like the max workload for a running back, I think. Yeah, I mean, so not, you know what I mean, like, that they can legitimately – Handle yes, so it's tough.
5: I am excited to watch Jerome Ford next year. I I, I don't want to. I'm not kicking Cream Hunt out the door, but he, he did not impress me this year.
2: No, and you know I love Cream Hunt. We all do. You know, great Brown. You know, it was great to have him on the team. We know he's not going to be back. Yeah, so I agree. I am excited to watch Jerome Ford next year. He looks sure.
5: explosive mm-hmm. in the kick return game. So I'm excited to see what he can do in the run game. um But yeah, I just I wanted to touch on that. Like. Why did we give up on the run game? And, and at one really? point, eventually their defense
1: just became, we're going to send three and just drop everybody back and just confuse. You know, you're already talking about a quarterback who's, I don't think 100% trusting what he sees as far as his reads and everything like that. Well, then you're just mixing it up, just sending three. When yeah.
5: in tough in, game. In, in Jed Wills, and I don't want to beat a guy down when he got hurt. I heard it um, just in MCL. So probably not gonna have surgery or anything. Um but he his effort is I've never watched an NFL player just stop mid play as much as him. <laughs> like he he will literally kick back and pass pro. And if his guy beats him, that's it, he just gives up. <laughs> just <laughs> like a mummy. Yes. And I understood you got beat, but why don't you chase the guy? <laughs> Try to go so he does at least so he's not just like
2: hanging on your do something especially with a quarterback that can move around back there you know maybe escape that guy that you just let get by yeah you. so then turn if you're around h- and now if you block him back the other way you're good yes you've made up for it like the the line needs to learn how to block for a scrambling quarterback yes uh, so I I was gonna touch on that
1: somebody that, they're making a big argument about that like the line they the linemen don't know how to protect a scrambling quarterback and I'm like. Don't you think at just some point, like in your career as a football player, especially if you're a lineman? I mean, he was at Alabama. Didn't he play with Tua? Yeah,
2: yeah. that's a good yeah, point. Yeah,
5: Tua's not that. No,
2: mean, but, but he can,
1: he was mobile. Yeah, I, I don't like I. I heard that same thing, and it was just I don't know. Maybe to, I'm dumbfounded. On to that. me,
5: Jedrick Wills is a hundred percent. It's effort.
1: Yeah,
5: uh, he he fair. literally just stops and watches. <laughs> it's like he's window shopping. Yeah, uh, you know he just. He housewives. He just watches all the time. No offense to housewives, but it. it Jesus. I can't believe he puts that on tape and, and gets to still go out and play. It, you can just pull it up, and I think he grades out decent because when he, when he makes contact and he doesn't get beat, then you know he blocks and the, okay he looks okay. Or Deshaun makes his guy miss, so the pressure he gave up isn't as big of a deal. But you just watch him. He just literally sits and watches all the time. It's terrible. Or he's supposed to close this gap down on a run, and the dude just beats him to the gap every freaking time, and then he just stands there and watches him tackle the running back. No, just, like, bro, just give some effort. If, if I knew, like, you know, I was on the shit list – I'd at least be making it look like I was trying really hard. Maybe like shaking my head really hard. Do something, fool us at least. That's that's not
7: gonna fool <laughs> you me know I mean?
5: until you let your guy go back. But you're
7: doing this. You know what I mean? Like
2: do something. Act like you care is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't care, but just act like. Like it. I know you look
5: sweet in your visor and your arm sleeves, lineman. <laughs> you know, like how many linemen wear dark visors and arm sleeves? It might like be the w- only one I've ever seen. We need more dogs. Yeah, we don't not need more cats. cats. There it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so
7: he he's just hmm. – Do you guys see Jamal Williams got a – I think it was his second touchdown last night with the offensive line just bullied the defensive line. Like, we need that.
2: Yes, I could have gotten had a had touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say we had that at one point. That's, that's the thing with Will is he's, he definitely is not that nitty-gritty tough nose fighter. It's how weird that he played for Saban. I know. Um. And then another,
5: pre, another group that needs to learn to play with a screaming quarterback is the wide receiver. Yep. Like, they, they need to learn, like, the play. It's like they're so used to playing in this offense where, okay, i got, I got to run my 10-yard post, and once I run it, if the ball didn't come to me, plays dead. No, not anymore. You run your post, and you look over your shoulder, and you see him running.
1: Go that direction. Go
5: deep. Yeah. If you're deep, you come back. If you're a shallow route, you go deep. Do do something. The play's not dead yet. It's like there's no improvisation, and Watson's used to that. That's how you. Get, that's how you get big plays. That's how Mahomes gets a ton of big plays. He's running around back. Th- you think Andy Reid called um, shotgun? Why right eighty? Patrick Mahomes run around, jump, throw it for fifty <laughs> yards. No, that's just him running around, and a receiver saw that his quarterback was in trouble scramble drill, and then Pat Mahomes finds him for a deep play. That's Deshaun is looking to do that kind of stuff, and nobody's getting open, and he gets sacked seven times. It's like, come on, guys, look back at your quarterback every once in a while.
2: Yeah, and I think that's definitely a result of Watson coming in after 11 games, and I think that any sort of Practice, chemistry, whatever you want to call it, from the preseason, you know, from training camp, that had all gone away because everybody had gotten used to Jacoby. They're in their midseason form. He's not – I just – the recipe was set up for disaster from the beginning when they suspended him for 11 games.
5: I, I, I'm looking forward to next – Take your your month off or whatever here, and then I hope we just hear report after report after report that all these guys like it's Big Brother House. They're all living yes. together, and every day they go out and play touch football and just please put in the time this offseason because we as fans like we deserve that. Please, because <laughs> I, I can't I can't watch my team go out and get what I believe to be a franchise quarterback only for him to not be a franchise quarterback like I just I can't mentally go through that I'll just take a long walk off a short cliff um (laughs) I just so please I just want to hear reports of they're down to Miami doing whatever and they're all working out and then I want them all in OTAs and and all that so hopefully that's what we get because next year's make or break if if it's not good next year it's start over again
1: no. I think it's start over completely. Yeah. Like, but,
5: yes, coaching staff. I think our, we'll have like our like seven to 10 core players. And other than that, it's going to be
2: complete overhaul house. See the thing that it, the encouraging thing with Watson moving forward into next year is you saw his leadership with the team. You you heard nothing but positive glowing reports from teammates, right? Yeah. Nobody had a bad thing to say. Everything was he's, he's a great leader. We love having him in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. Those are good signs. Yes. He's not out there dogging the coaching staffs, making stupid comments, doing stupid things like we have with previous quarterbacks. So
5: They actually asked him if he the they asked him, I think today, you know, are you still happy with your choice to come to Cleveland? He said, I love being in Cleveland, I love this locker room, I love this coaching staff. Uh, my family likes coming up to visit Cleveland. I love it here. So he's saying all and the right things.
1: And he's staying in Cleveland. He's not going home. No. He's staying in Cleveland. I know he so, just oh, nice. bought a sweet house. I bet. So I bet. Yeah, he's got the He's, he's got, got the money, funds. dog.
2: This episode of the Dog's Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Come on now, everybody. We've all had those protein bars that are chalky and just nasty. And as soon as you take a bite, you're like, I really got to finish this thing. Built Bar is the world's first ever candy bar protein bar. This is a protein bar, but man, you swear you're eating a candy bar. To give you guys a good idea, it's kind of the consistency of a Three Musketeers bar, and they have so many delicious flavors. I mean, you bite into this thing. You don't think you're eating a protein bar. You don't think you're eating something that's healthy for you. You think you're eating a good old junk food, snack food, candy bar, baby. These things are awesome. Order yourself a box of Built Bar. Try all their different flavors or just try the ones you love, whatever you want to do. These things are perfect. Fill your cabinet. You will not regret giving Built Bar a try. And right now, if you go to built.com, use promo code Bark, B-A-R-K when you check out get 10% off your order when you order today with code bark at built.com um,
5: okay so that's pretty much what we'll talk about the game now we'll get into um, the exciting news for the day here we're going to talk about the Browns firing, finally answering all of our prayers and relieving Joe Woods of his duties I, do, I don't like to cheer for guys to be jobless he probably has like a wife and kids so that part of it sucks but at the same time like it's a results business and if you're not doing it like they have to let you go you had plenty of time to be better you'll get to
2: be a position coach somewhere i'm sure you'll land on your feet
5: uh but yeah so we got a couple voicemails talking
2: about joe woods firing yep here we go with brown tiger with
0: this i finally got the notification thank goodness they made the right decision and joe woods has been fired by the browns Thank God. Now we'll have an I'll we'll have a chance to get the right defensive coordinator for the job. Finally, you make a right decision. After a horrible three seasons, I'm, I'm sorry. That's all I feel like about that. Thank goodness we got rid of Joe Woods. All the best to you new endeavors. See ya. Go Browns.
2: <laughs> I did I see I that thought. also Kevin Stefanski would not commit to Mike Prefer ask about him today
5: really so i thought since he had wasn't let go this morning i was uh, like and i heard re, there were reports from um like other people reporters saying that this was going to be the only move they made i know obviously the new defensive coordinator will get to bring in a staff but uh, i was under the uh, the assumption that prefer had somehow survived
2: uh tony Grossi on twitter said kevin Stefanski would not rule out other changes on his coaching staff said he will meet with other assistants over the course of the week would not commit to Mike Prefer. I'll say this: is
5: what pe- some people don't like about him with the the hooten and holler and stuff. to me, he seems a little bit, um, which is why I don't get when people say he doesn't have control. He seems a little bit like cold and calculated, like he's like almost like a robot. Like well, he just walk up to him, be like, "Hey, you're not on the team anymore." See? Ya. Well, and the thing <laughs> that I and we didn't
2: get to talk about this last week, obviously, because it happened later in the week. But the thing that was, I mean, it sucked to see the clowny situation. But it was cool to see that the team instantly was like, "Why don't you just go home?" But
5: can we just talk about that for like a minute? Absolutely. Yes. Who does Jazdafi and Clowney think
2: he is? I don't. That was pretty. That was pretty
5: bad. <laughs> I, bro, you're mad because they're trying to get better matchups for Miles Garrett. And I like, I saw somebody. Say, what are you talking about? We barely move Miles around, <laughs> and Miles is in the top of the league of getting double teamed. So he's getting that's statistically provable, Jadavian, you idiot. <laughs> so if Miles is getting double teamed all the time, why aren't you feasting? Yeah, it's the Browns fault. We're just we're not trying to win, we're just trying to get Miles in the Hall of Fame. The dude's getting double teamed every play and you still only had two sacks. <laughs> You've never had 10 in a season. This dude's ego is unbelievable. He is so much better than what he actually is he's great at stopping the run but this this dude thinks he's prime JJ Watt yeah Reggie White and he's he's just a solid player he and that's it there's a bro you've been a free agent the last two years and nobody wanted you correct so was it Tennessee's fault nobody wanted you was it Houston's fault yeah it's it's crazy this guy, this dude, we made, we put out a video two years ago before when he <laughs> turned us down the first time, and we dogged him, and then we got him, and we and so you know we we bought into him, and he had a pretty good year last year, but didn't can't change your spots, you know. I mean that was I, whenever I heard that I was just like, dude, what are you talking about? You sound that's ignorant.
2: It was uh, one of the dumbest comments he could have made,
1: and I just thought the timing was bad. You know what I mean? You're like literally a day before you're about to play. That's what I was talking big about. rivalry.
2: Somebody day, like the season is a couple days away from getting can't. Yeah, you can't just wait yeah. and shut up for a minute. Like, let well, us finish like, out the season. Uh, My God. He said
5: that to, did he say, was that? To, Mary Kay, wasn't it? That's Cleveland.com, yeah. It, you couldn't wait a couple days to put it out, Mary Kay. You just had to rush to get it out before the Steelers came. Oh, game. but the
2: thing is, though, she's just doing her job as a reporter. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have to say anything. That's what? the thing, like. And who reaches out for that interview? Does she say, "Hey, do you have any beef you want to talk about the Browns"? Or do you say, "Hey, I got something I want to say. I want you to put it out." I, as a player, that stuff doesn't get said if you don't say it.
5: Oh, I I agree with that. No, I agree. She's doing her job, but it's like, are you a Browns fan, Mary Kay? Like she's a Mary uh, Kay yeah. fan first. You could you could you could have report you could have put that out you know last night. <laughs> <laughs> like you had to rush to get out two days before the Steelers game.
2: Yeah, just to create some controversy before the game. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, but I'm just glad that the, the move was instantly, we're done, just go home. They yes. just sent him home.
1: It's just another another chapter closing <laughs> Yeah. on our one he wasn't coming team. He but,
2: wasn't coming back next year. I know. Once. No, but. I know. Um, we got another voicemail about Joe Woods? We do. Last one for the day. This is Kenny Mack.
3: Hey, guys. It's Kenny Mack, and thank God this season's over. What a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, the defense alone just cost us so much, but guess Joe Woods paid the price for that. He had a half a year that was maybe good and uh, let me know who you want for a defensive coordinator. Also, just about the offense, uh, just super disappointing the way uh, Watson came back. Obviously, he's rusty. There was some weather and all this kind of stuff, but uh, the the offense literally looks clunky. I just don't like the play calling in this last game that just ended. I just thought we passed too much, missed some stuff that was open, and uh, I thought we really could have played the same game that the Steelers did. We could have just bared down, uh, ran Nick Chubb, and uh, won the game, but I also am disappointed with Kareem Hunt and the way we utilize them. But let me know your thoughts. Cheers.
2: I think we kind of touched on the game, the game, and how why, you know why why didn't we? So, but yeah, back to yeah. Joe
3: Woods.
5: Oh, uh, so obviously Joe's gone. Yeah, and it's not. I don't want people to get it twisted too. Like just because Joe Woods got fired doesn't all of a sudden mean like we're guaranteed to be good. The players. It, I blame a lot on Joe Woods and his philosophy, but the players still sucked. You know, they, they still miscommunicated all the time. Didn't tackle for shit, you know? So the players got to buy in. John Johnson today, when they asked him what he's looking for in a new defensive coordinator, he said, Oh, somebody who can get you to play for. Her. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I Coaches are supposed to. Coaching is important. Motivation is important. Getting the most out of your guys is important. Putting them in the right position to utilize their skills is important. But, dude, you're still a professional athlete. At the end of the day, you should still go out and play hard. It's your freaking job. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: and, I mean, so what, you didn't want to play for Kevin? Yeah. Like, you still have other coaches you could play for. What about the guys on your team? The guys on your team. The team, it's, yeah, the team itself. You play for the Browns. Yeah, like... I, the fans, I, your your job, your future. Hopefully, you can get another contract. Like, what are you what are you guys doing out there? Yeah, You're to, putting garbage on tape. We talked about that with Will's.
5: To me, that that comment told me like, hey, we quit on this dude months ago. Yeah, we quit. We, he couldn't get us to play, so we we just quit. Like that. That's what that comment told me. And I think Miles started dropping hints forever ago. Yeah, and then the clowny stuff comes out. It almost seemed like an orchestrated effort by players to get him out of here. I don't think they liked playing in the system at all.
2: No, it was evident. Clearly evident on the field.
5: I, I don't think Denzel Ward liked it. I, I don't I think the players were not a fan. No. They talked about the lack of adjustments,
2: all kinds of stuff. So look at I just thought of this. Look at the difference between a guy like Denzel Ward who's been in the league what, five years, six years, something like that, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Pro bowler, you know, highest pay whatever, all that stuff. Then you got Martin Emerson, rookie. Which one played harder this year? Harder. Oh, definitely Martin Emerson. Right, cuz he's the rookie. He's out there he's like I have to play hard. I got to make a name for myself. I got to earn my spot. Denzel Ward, you can see I don't need to earn anything. So he can quit. Yeah. You see it from some of these older more established players and that's very unfortunate.
5: Um, but yeah. So before we wrap up the episode that I want to transition quickly, which we probably haven't he just got fired this morning, so we haven't done a ton of research. But I saw the Browns have already requested to interview uh, Gerard Mayo from the Patriots. I believe he's yep. their linebackers coach. Correct. But so, I think somebody said he also he calls their defense defensive assistant is what I saw. He calls the plays for their defense. I mean, that's I mean that's pretty much. The... I feel like that's
1: Bill's defense. <laughs> yeah.
5: Um, and then we've requested to interview Brian Flores, which I think is everybody's guy that they want right now. And then we requested to interview Jim Schwartz. Correct. And is there anybody else? I think those are the three. Uh, three
1: Seattle's uh, defensive
5: coordinator. I uh, saw his name kind of. Okay. Is there anybody comes to your guys' mind of who you want? And I know uh, I'll throw another name out there. Lovey Smith just got fired by the Texans. Lovey Smith. Yep. I don't think Lovey Smith's a great head coach at all. Um, I've I know the Texans are getting a lot of shit right now for firing him after one year, two years in a row they've
2: done it now. Um, but I
5: fully expected him to only be there one
2: year. Um, yeah, real quick, Broncos defensive coordinator. I'm gonna try this, Azero Evero. Mm, okay, also in play as a candidate. Which okay.
5: that's only possible because they fired Hackett. So I'm assuming the new head coach will. Bringing in, bring his own in
2: Denver's defense for the majority of this season was spectacular. I feel like they just awesome. quit at the end. Yeah, they just the whole team was done. Yep.
5: Um, I know who I've really I have liked Jim Schwartz for a long time. I, I'm a big Jim Schwartz fan. I, I don't think they could go wrong with Flores or Schwartz. I to me, if I had to pick one, Schwartz is the one I want, and just because only it's just personal preference in terms of. I've been a fan of his from even when he was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've just always liked his defenses and I've just I've just always been a fan of his. I'm not anti Brian Flores. I'd be super pumped if we got him. Mm-hmm. Um but if we were to go get Schwartz, we would ha Andrew Barry would have to change his mind on how he values interior D line. Jim Schwartz is very much about a a powerful front four. he's had Albert Hainsworth and Dominican Sue. Um when he won the Super Bowl for the Eagles, he had another uh, super good interior D lineman. Is Might Fletcher
0: Cox?
1: That's, I was thinking Fletcher, but I didn't know if he was.
5: But this dude, anytime this guy over a defense, it goes from bad to good, this like instantly. Um, and I just think he's got a little bit of nasty in him. He's a little bit, he's not quite as insane as Greg Williams, but I think he's kind of got, like he's, more on that spectrum. We need a little of that. Yes, we and need I a little l- gritty.
2: Out of those, out of all the guys, the two guys is, is for me is Schwartz and Flores. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they were former head coaches. So they kind. I like the idea of having that defensive coordinator understanding the role, the responsibilities, the pressures, and everything that Kevin's going through.
5: Which is, I don't know anything about Gerard Mayo, but I'm out on him for the sole fact that he. We don't need another inexperienced coach on the staff. Correct, in my opinion.
1: Where uh where are you guys at on uh, Zimmer?
5: I would I would I would he's a good defensive coordinator. Absolutely um, head coaching he co- experience. Yes. Would he come and work for the guy that he used to be Correct. the boss of? I Correct. don't know. Yeah. Be and, a little weird, right? Yeah, he, kinda old now. I don't know. He I wouldn't be mad if we hired him at all.
1: I do think we need a guy that can be like, This this right here, this side of the ball, this is mine. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure like Kevin will have some type of input here and there but i'd like somebody that just comes in and that's their oh, unit and with
2: kevin almost acting as the offensive coordinator as, lo- as well as the head coach you know with van pelt whatever it would be nice to have like a like a flores or a schwartz with that head coaching experience to say this whole side of the ball don't worry about it i got it right and i can handle you know from a to z everything you need to worry about i got
5: yep be an assistant head coach or whatever um yeah what about you, John? Do you know any of these guys? <laughs> I <laughs> know People want to hear more from John. <laughs> guys, do. if you want to hear more from John, tune into the After Hours today. We're making
7: He's John hosting. run it. He's
2: hosting it. Does I'm he making. do it by himself? I thought we were leaving. Yeah, it's going to be a monologue. You know how to turn know. everything off. I'll right? just do it by myself. <laughs> <That'd be excellent. laughs> be yeah, so
7: I know their names, Blake. I know their names. <laughs> okay. I don't watch a lot of non-Browns football. so, um, But I'm with Josh. I like your ideas of people with head coaching experiences. Mm-hmm. Probably the best way to go. Uh, I think... I think Kevin's got so much on his plate. I think that's one of the reasons he's maybe so looked like he's suffered.
1: Do you think he should be calling plays then?
7: If, I mean, here's the thing. I, I could be wrong. I almost think Kevin would be better calling plays than not being the head coach, but that's not possible. He's not going to sure. take a demotion. <laughs> uh, I would. I'm I don't know. I'm really curious to see how Kevin would be as a head coach with someone calling plays for him just to ease the stress. But I don't know if that's
5: going to happen either. So, I don't think so buddy, but, yeah. but I mean, go. what does he need freed up to do? Yell at the officials? It's not <laughs> it's, it's I mean? not anything
7: specific like that. It's it's more I'm just playing devil's advocate. I get that. Our offense sometimes, man. I don't know. I just, I just think
2: there's a lot of stuff that happens during the course of a football game where if you're the head coach and you're trying to call, I just feel like there's a certain amount of the games offensively that you're not a part of because you're just you're focused on what's on your play sheet, what's going on in the field. The guys that maybe just came off the field, you can't step aside and talk to them for a minute and, and address anything with them because you're so focused on – just what's happening on the field. I don't know. I mean, it's been three years of it, and the question... No one is saying that Kevin, 100% for sure, should be calling plays. That has not been established after three years. Yeah, was I'm not saying he year. should or shouldn't.
5: What's that? It was after one year.
2: After the year that you said was the bad... Uh, <laughs> the in schedule. high... In, so I just saying, in after, after his first realize... year,
5: nobody was complaining about him calling the plays. And
2: nobody was complaining about Baker, either. We all wanted him to sign a long-term contract. Hey, that's so, a good hey, point. Time... Time changes everything, man. I I, I don't know. It's, well, if we have this your,
7: top 10 offense if through the first exactly. how many games. Exactly. I know, then there's but that thing. The thing too. is, I never thought we looked like a top 10 offense. We just had a top 10 offense somehow. We never
5: looked that high powered. Right. Efficiency. Well, we were top 10 in efficiency, so you can't say efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were literally top 10 in efficiency. No, that's. I just
7: I'm saying we never looked like a super high powered offense.
3: Well, they're, right, that, yeah, we had played a, we had a Browns backup.
2: offense next to the Chiefs offense we, and we had they're a backup
5: quarterback. quarterback. Well, it's just, it ahead. was the same way with the year we went to the when we went to the playoffs, we were averaging almost 30 points a game, we just did it differently. I just don't feel like we beat up on anyone this year and we have it's impossible to beat up on somebody when your defense gives up 40 points a game. Well, and
2: the other thing to think about with p- these potential former head coaches coming in, does that cause any sort of strife heading into next year where we start 0-3, Kevin's on the hot seat, and everybody's saying, just fire him and put floors in, a head, move him up to head coach. Like, do you do you increase the risk of that kind of stuff
5: happening? I don't think so, because, like, if we were to fire Kevin Stefanski, I don't want a defensive head coach. I would want to go find an offensive head coach. Right. That's, like, the way the league is going. Um, some defensive guys do okay, but for the most part, a lot of these defensively defensive-minded head coaches – suck
2: they end up as defensive coordinators yes
5: so um that's not a problem for me now could they step in and be an interim coach okay maybe um but i don't know we'll see uh i'm ex- i'm excited to hear some names i hope they make a hire quickly i don't i hope it doesn't take forever
2: well hey we are in the best part of brown's season the offseason baby we yes get this is where hope gets restored hype gets renewed and we all sound like Idiots again. If we
5: had a first round draft pick, it'd be, we'd be <laughs> oh all, man. we're on our Super Bowl run. We would have yeah. done mock
7: draft one already. <laughs> yes. It's so
5: much fun. Gage Tucker already sent a mock draft. I like, saw bro, it. This yeah. has been done for sixteen hours. <laughs> I don't even know who any
7: of these players
6: are. <laughs> That's fair.
5: Um, you. But yeah, no, the the, the show is going to get get uh, a lot more fun. Um, hopefully, hopefully you guys stay with us throughout the off season. Um, we'll try to bring the energy. But we are going to wrap this one up. Let us know what you guys thought um, of the game. Let us know what you think about Joe Woods hiring. Who do you want the Browns uh, to go to get to replace him? We talked a lot all about a lot of stuff today. Do you think Stefanski should be calling plays? All that good stuff. Drop them in the comments. Uh, if you want more content, dogs.com. Come hang out with us on the After Hours show. Um, we're going to be here throughout all the playoffs. It'll probably start becoming – we'll talk, you know, any Browns news, and we're going to talk playoff football, all that good stuff. So make sure you, uh, you keep checking in every week. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell. Um, and we had somebody comment and say they like our stuff, but they want shorter videos. We put out the dog bites sometimes, but if you like shorter videos, go check us out on TikTok.
2: Well, and all the TikTok videos are on YouTube as shorts. so yes. I mean, the reels are all there.
5: So <clears throat> yeah, if
2: you want it, it's out there somewhere.
5: Um, so keep checking us out. We appreciate you guys being here. Was this the third season now? Yep. So this was the third full uh, Brown season that we've done this um, show for. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty exciting. So we yep. appreciate a lot of you people, you g- have been here since the beginning. Uh, so we, we, we appreciate that so thanks for hanging in with us for another disappointing season <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll get through this off season August is right around the corner we'll be starting football season right back up with brand new optimism only for it to be crushed by week two but we can't wait that's why we're Browns fans so thank you once again for being here with us and we will see you guys all next week talking something
1: talking something Nice. that's good